Well, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us on this good Friday. Sometime around my junior year of high school, I wasn't able to see correctly. Everything was kind of fuzzy. You know, I couldn't make out all the shapes of everything. And I, so there was something wrong with my eyes. They were, they were going bad. Uh, you see, I couldn't make out the true essence of anything. It wasn't until I got glasses that I could actually see. Jesus' crucifixion brings everything into focus. It allows us to see the reality of life. It allows us to see uh, what true life is. It enables us to understand death and hope. And it does that by giving us new eyes or sobering us up. I, it's like smelling salts. In many ways, uh, the coronavirus or uh, big rona has uh, changed the way we see the world, but they're more like glasses, whereas the crucifixion are, is a complete new way of living and seeing with new eyes. In order to see ourselves in the world with sober eyes, we need to understand the manner in which Jesus died. Often we cover, uh, often we cover that uh, we, we like to cover and talk about like what, what it was for, what, what the, why Jesus died. Or, and so we focus on the what for and the why, but very little about the manner. But I'm here to say that if we were to understand the manner of Jesus' death, then we will understand the what for and the why even better. You see, we always talk about Jesus. Yes, he is our ransom, our redeemer, our substitute, our atoning sacrifice. And he is he's the victor over the powers of sin and death. But we need to understand how the crucifixion is the instrument or the way that we get that get there. So I will say this. Some of what I talk about tonight may be graphic for little ears to hear. So I might recommend that you give them a little Jesus storybook Bible or something that would kind of distract them a little bit whenever I talk about something graphic, especially with how it would happen. So first, you need to understand the crucifixion was a death for slaves. It was a punishment for people that... Uh, that, that were slaves, that were captive. This death was reserved for captives of Rome or people that were conquered by Rome. It was, for those who, it was not for those who had rights as citizens. And so in a particular way, it was Jesus being told and Jesus taking on himself that he was without rights, that he had been conquered, that he is now a captive. Jesus died as a political slave at that time. He was delivered over to a death that we might, in order that we might have life in him. So that was our death, and he became captive to it. Crucifixion was a shameful death. Crucifixion was rarely written about because of how horrifying it was. It was something that they kind of wanted to hide from others. It is similar to the fact that our greeting card industry doesn't write the word death in sympathy cards. You know that? Because it's taboo. So crucifixion as a method was taboo to talk about. The one, uh, the, the one crucified was also being degraded. He was stripped naked. He was mocked. He was beaten. People would turn their face from him. Today, even, 
in executions, they still put hoods or masks over those who are being executed in order to with, you know, allow that person to have some last moments of dignity. But Jesus was completely naked. He was then also placed along the roads coming into the city that it may be a warning to others. He was used as a sign, much like in the same way, if you're from an old western town like I am, that ranchers would put a coyote and put him on a pole in order that it would be a sign for trespassers not to come here. It was a warning. And so they used Jesus as a sign. He was degraded and died a shameful death. He died a death that was less than human human. See, Jesus dying a shameful death means that he experienced the true shame and degradation. He was made unhuman. He lost the image of God by dying. Fleming Rutledge, the great theologian, writes, when we say that Jesus Christ took upon himself the sin of the world, it means quite specifically that he suffered the shame and the degradation that human beings have inflicted on one another and that he, above all other, had done nothing to merit it. Crucifixion was a cursed death. If a man, and it says this in Deuteronomy 21:22, and if a man has committed a crime punishable by death and he is put to death, and you hang him on a tree, he is cursed. To be put on a piece of wood was to symbolize that that person was to be cut off from the people, that they had no portion in the covenant of life and no portion with the people of God. That person had no portion with the community. He had no portion in the spiritual life, no portion in the physical life, no portion of any hope, no portion with God. So Jesus was cursed and cut off from all the goodness of life with God so that we can be reconciled to God and enjoy his goodness. The crucifixion was a painful death. Our modern word excruciating comes from the Latin word excruciatus, meaning out of the cross. There was no other words that could make it that was, that was greater than this. First, Jesus would have been handed over to be flogged, to beat with a weapon that had embedded in it glass and bone in order to tear flesh away. Then they would have mocked and beaten him, hence why they pressed in a thorn of crowns and put on a purple robe and wrote the inscription, King of the Jews. They were mocking him. They cast lots for his clothes, and then they made him carry the crossbeam. He was so hurt and so probably in shock at the time that he wasn't strong enough to carry the crossbar some four miles. It was heavy. Then he would have been nailed to the cross, not through the hands, but through the wrists, causing the nerve to pinch down and his hands to crumble like this. He would have been posted up again, then probably dislocating his shoulders as they put the cross into the post. And then he would slowly hanging there, be his own executioner, as he would pull himself up continuously and he would suffocate. From the stress on his lungs, he would, they would fill up with fluid. 
It was a painful death. Jesus died a wrathful, painful, violent death. It was like he took on all the hatred of the world and everything that Satan could muster, and it came down on Jesus. Moreover, it was that Jesus was taking the just wrath of God against sin and death. How can we not then look on even our littlest sins and see that they are major when we look at the cross, that they are rebellious? Crucifixion was a representative death. Above the cross was written King of the Jews. He was a representative for his people, those who claim him as king. He died the death we deserve so that we didn't have to. Jesus died as a rebel against the ruling kingdom of the time. He died as a rebel so that true rebels, sinners like you and me, could enter his kingdom. Isaiah says, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. We, we said he was smitten by God and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his stripes, we are healed. The apostle Paul writes, God made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf that we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus took the place of his people. He died for the penalty of their sins. In 2006, Australian Kimberly Deer was taking the adventure of a lifetime. It was on her bucket list. She was scheduled to do a, scan, uh, a tandem skydive with a 22-year instructor named Robert Cook in Missouri. As they got to elevation, the plane began to have trouble and went into engine failure. They were going down. Robert, Deer talked, uh, Robert Cook tells Kimberly to, come, to rest into his arms and put her head on his shoulder. He tells her, we are going to crash. But in order for you to live, you must do what I say. Kimberly rested her head on his shoulder and he said, you must position yourself on top of me so that when we crash, my body will take and absorb the blow and the punishment so that you may live. As the plane crashed, it crashed in an awkward position Robert twisted his body to be positioned in such a way that he would, he would endure the entirety of the impact so that Kimberly would live. Robert transferred his life to her and her death to him. In understanding the manner of Jesus' death, of understanding the crucifixion, we see that on the cross, Jesus absorbs the impact of the world, the impact of sin, grief, loss, pain, and he absorbs it into his own body, into his own person, into his own psyche even. He is left alone, isolated. His best friends turn their backs on him, and he dies on the cross alone, even from the favor of his father, that in, in who he took great joy. You see, Jesus positioned himself and took the true punishment, the punishment we deserved, the punishment of crucifixion. 
being handed over to the world and all its evil and all its sadness and all its brokenness. And he transferred his death, transferred his life to us and our death to himself. These next couple days, let us contemplate the manner of this death. Let us pray. Almighty God, help us not to forget how, how much you loved us on the cross to take that type of death, a death that we justly deserved unto yourself so that we may live. Lord, Help us to feel the weight of grief and loss and the loss of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, be with us now and help us to worship you in spirit and truth and help us to be prepared by feeling and entering into grief and loss so that on Resurrection Sunday we may Shout out with great joy that you have defeated death and sin and it has no power over us anymore. We ask these things in Christ's name. Amen.